Welcome to Victorious Living. So in these few words that Brother Hagin said to me that day, I learned, uh, I learned a lesson. I learned that when I'm standing on the Word of God for myself, I could ask a brother or sister to agree with me on the basis of the Word of God. If one can put a, put a thousand to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight. So my agreement on the basis of the Word of God intensifies the, the strength of this that we are agreeing about. Welcome to Victorious Living with Pastor Charles Cowan. Today, Pastor Cowan is going to continue his series from last week. This is part two of Why Pray. We invite you to stay tuned to today's program. If you can't, we invite you to visit our website at victoriousliving.org. There you'll find other audio and video resources to help you in your Christian walk. And now, here's Pastor Cowan as he shares with us why pray. But I remember then anyway, they chose me to go down there to Shawnee and preach, Pastor Hagen or Ken Jr. at the time. And so I, I agreed to go. So Sue and I and the four kids went down there and, and uh, preached. But before we got down there in that same week that we were to go on that weekend, I saw, I saw Brother Hagen or Dad Hagen as we called him. I saw him out in the lobby of the church where, the, where we were doing the school. So I thought, here's my chance. I'm going to walk up there and he's going to prophesy to me and he's going to tell me what I should do and he's going to tell me what I shouldn't do and he's going to tell me take that church down there. You know, all this stuff going on in my mind. And so I went up to him and I said, uh, Brother Hagen, do you think I ought to take that church over there at Shawnee? He didn't know a thing about it. He, had not, he didn't even know the pastor was resigning. I found out later but here's the part where he taught me something. After I said, asked that question, you think I should? He looked at me and I knew he had a, yeah. He didn't have a good look on his face. I thought, uh-oh. And so what he said was, how in the world would you think I know? And turned around and walked off. Turned around and walked off. I thought, I thought, I didn't say, I thought, but you've hurt my feelings. <laughs> but I learned something. Now, I maybe know when you get uh, in situations, circumstances, and sometimes you can learn. Sometimes you can learn something that you didn't anticipate that you would learn at that day. So that's what he did. He looked at me and he said, how in the world, with this look, how in the world would you think I know and walked away? Simply teaching me this, I need to hear God and what he wants me to do for myself. Not that others couldn't enhance that through their prayers and help in the prayers and so forth. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying, you know, when push comes to shove, I've got to hear God. Sue and I've got to hear God for this pertains to our future and going forward. In, in these uh, few words that Dad Hagen spoke to me, I learned that he alone, he alone was not going to be responsible for hearing God for someone else. So I'm not responsible for hearing God for you. I'm not responsible for that. I am responsible to teach the word of God and teach how we hear God 
you see, and hear the Holy Spirit, but I'm not responsible for hearing it for you. When it comes down to it, you need to hear it, just like I needed to hear there on that occasion. So we see then on that day, I learned a good lesson. I also learned that when I am standing on the word of God for myself, now listen to me carefully, but don't, don't misconstrue what I've been saying. I learned when I'm standing on the word of God for myself, I could ask a brother or a sister to agree with me on the basis of the word of God that I was resting my case upon. Now that is so important. In other words, you know, you've had it, I've had it, I know I've had it a lot. Through the years, somebody walk up to me and say, would you agree with me on what? No, just agree with me. No, because I don't know what I'm agreeing on. I don't have any idea what I'm agreeing on. But don't ever say that you'll agree with someone until they tell you the basis of the scripture that they are standing on and asking for your agreement. Because we can't disagree with the word and expect any results to come forth. So I have to know, you have to know, if you're gonna get in agreement with someone in prayer, you need to know, I need to know what is the basis of the scripture that you're standing on for whatever this is that you uh, desire or need, you need to share that so that we can come together on the basis of the scripture, not on the basis of what I think about the situation, not on the basis of what you think about the situation, but you come into agreement on the basis of the word. So I learned through that time, I learned from Brother Hagin, I learned through that time not to be quick to say, yes, I'll agree with you until you know what you are agreeing upon. I remember one time I was in uh, Raleigh, Raleigh, North Carolina with the pastor and uh, we'd go out and have lunch or whatever together. He would express these thoughts about how he saw the scriptures and then after he finished, you know, talking a little bit about it, he'd look over at me and said, uh, that's the way you see it, ain't it, Brother Charles? <laughs> now he put, me, he put me in the box. You know, I either had to look straight on, I either had to say no, or I either had to say yes. So I'm, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so you, you, you see, if you say, well, oh yes, I'll agree with you, then you don't know what you're agreeing on. You don't know what you're agreeing about and you don't know the foundation on which the agreement is to be built. So if nothing happens, if nothing happens in that person's life, they could easily begin to think God didn't do it. And so they began, could begin to point their finger back at God and, and they'd say, well, I'd never do that. But, but you know, sometimes you can do stuff that whatever and uh, point their finger back at God because God didn't do something that they thought or they, that, they, uh, that the person wanted my agreement didn't do, God didn't do. So we have to know what we're agreeing with. Amen. Are you still here? Amen. Because that is not the way to pray a prayer of agreement is to not know what you're agreeing on. Well, Brother Charles, I just believe the Holy Ghost will tell me. Well, okay. 
Maybe, maybe he will, maybe he won't. Okay. So in these few words that Brother Hagin said to me that day, I learned, uh, I learned a lesson. I learned that when I'm standing on the word of God for myself, I could ask a brother or sister to agree with me on the basis of the word of God that I was, or yeah, that I was resting my case on. If one can put a, put a thousand to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight. So my agreement on the basis of the word of God intensifies the, the strength of this that we are agreeing about. If one can put a thousand to flight, two can put what? 10,000 to flight. You know, I thought about the uh, story in the Old Testament about when, uh, when the Hittite, Hittites and the Amorites and the, and the Termites and all the mites <laughs> were, were agreeing or were coming against Israel. And you know the story uh, there, how they gathered all of their children together and all the adults and they prayed and they fasted. Then God told them, said, go out to the cliff to Ziz. See, what, what, what he wanted was he wanted all of the people to be in agreement before they got to the cliff of Ziz. So if you remember the story in the Bible, when all of Israel and the little ones and so forth, when they got out to the cliff of Ziz, after they had followed the instructions, guess what happened when they got to the cliff of Ziz? God intervened and the enemy turned on themselves. So it's so important, you know, the prayer of agreement is to agree on the basis of the word of God so that we have the, uh, our prayers become effectual. Now in Romans chapter 12, verses 10 through 12, Paul in his writings writes this. He says, be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love. So I guess that just eliminates me talking about you. Huh? That kind of eliminates me criticizing you. Lord, am I hitting a cold? What am I hitting here this morning? That eliminates me expressing my opinion about you in a negative way. Huh? That eliminates me gossiping about you. Huh? Yes, it does. It eliminates that. Why? Because those are deadly enemies to our prayer life and to our walk in faith with God. So you need to know that. I needed to know that. So he said, be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love. In honor, preferring one another, not slothful or slow or or unattentive or whatever the words are, in business, fervent, red hot, zealous, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. So now, now watch out of here now. That means that we serve in the Lord, not just when we come to church. Y'all help me now. I'm, I'm, I'm doing better preaching y'all. Come on, help me. So he said, uh, he said, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant 
in prayer. Now the word instant there, it doesn't mean that you're on your knees 24 hours a day. It doesn't mean that at all. Instant in prayer can, has a number of meanings that it carries, but one of the meanings, instant means earnest, continuing earnestly in prayer. And the word then that they use to describe the word earnest or earnestly, it means this. It means serious and devoted and committed to the cause. So this is what Paul is writing to the church at Rome. He said, uh, verse 12, he says, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, patient. See, when you get out of patience, that means you get out of faith. It really does. When you are impatient, what does that mean? That something's not happening as quick as you think it ought to happen. And so impatient can rob you of faith. It can, it can rob you of continuing on the basis of the word, your walk with God. Otherwise, you know, if you become impatient because it doesn't look like God has done it, it doesn't look like God's going to do it, guess what? You're going to get out of faith. And you know something else you're going to get out of? You're going to get out of love. If you're impatient with somebody, that means you want to talk to them. Or if you're impatient about a situation, you want to talk. It's our hope that today's message, Why Pray?, has ministered to you. We invite you to come visit us at our website, victoriousliving.org. There you'll find audio of today's sermon and different resources and materials that can help you in your Christian walk. If you would like to request a free CD copy of today's message, you can do that by calling 1-800-842-7896. Again, that number, 1-800-842-7896. If you would like to receive a free CD of this week's message, please request Offer 33. This week's special offer is 33. From Pastor Cowan and the Congregation of Faith is the Victory Church, we'll be looking for you next time on Victorious Living.